This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to yet another bonus episode of Green and White brought to you by Argo Life. I've finally managed to track down a Leeds fan who's actually seen Darko JB play. And luckily for us, we then went and signed Adam Forshaw. So it, it, this made life a lot easier for me anyway. I, I'm delighted to be joined by Leeds fan and performance. I can't say that word. Analysis. Uh, yeah, I can't say it. It's, <laughs> it's only, a tough one, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, that one. Uh, ben, but better known as Lockie. How are you, mate? You good? I'm good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Quite a bit to bit in common, aren't we, with some players and Played each other at the weekend, so it's gonna be a good chat. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I say obviously for the benefit of the listener, we are recording this on Thursday, so but you won't hear this until after our four 0 win up at Ellen Road. So um, <laughs> if if we win four 0 I'll be very very surprised. Just for that way. But, but our um our, our new head coach has come out today and, and has started speaking about the final of the FA Cup. So. He's obviously very ambitious, obviously wants to get there. But anyway, we're in a, a unique position with these two. Normally when I speak to opposition fans, that they, they haven't pulled on the shirt yet. Obviously, um, both Darko and Adam were thrust straight into the, the starting lineup a day or two after they signed. So obviously, our fans might know a bit more about them. But but let's start with uh, JB then, if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sure you're correct. Yeah, yeah. But, JB, um, yeah. JB, yeah. Yeah, just, just who is he? Obviously, he's... he's, he's some talent, right? Oh, that's that's what it is for me. It's it's talent. He has, I think, when he was at Millwall originally, Millwall youth, and then he went to Man City really young, and then developed through there. Um, and one of his, I think it was ex teachers, who was also a scout, said he could tell straight away from seeing him that he's got something special. 
Mm. Um, someone at City, when he was about 15, 16, mentioned that, you know, the, the similarities to Yaya Torre in the sense that he has everything there as a talent, as a potential. It's about mm. expressing himself and, and having that confidence to, you know, allow all of that, his attributes to flourish. Because as a player, and, and I'd watch him week because under in the Premier League in the final season, it weren't great fun. So I used to watch 21s because they were quite good. Mm. So I'd watch him and honestly, he was the best player on the pitch every game. He has that talent. He's He can dominate a game. He can control a game. He can attack, defend, box to box, number eight. Yeah, he's got everything. That's it. He has it. It's just about moving that up to first team men's football as opposed to youth football. I think that's the kind of obstacle for him. But yeah, he's got all the talent, mate. Really has. Yeah, I mean, even if you're twenty five percent of the Ayatora, you're doing something right. Yeah. So uh, that's that's quite exciting. I suppose for us, we're quite interested to know like where his best position is and where where mm. you think he fits because. I think um, from the limited research that I have done, I'll hold my hands up, which isn't much. Um, it looks as though he's been deployed all over in different roles in, in midfield. What, where do you think is yeah. the best thing for him? Well, the good thing, I guess, for him, I guess, in, under the 21s, <clears throat> when he played for Leeds 21s, it was kind of, not I won't say too easy, but he was very comfortable in any position. He could kind of dominate in the six. But for me, he's a, bo- he's a box-to-box. He's a very good box-to-box eight. Because obviously he's got his excellent balance, his ball control is brilliant. I don't know if he's done one yet, but on the half turn, he's really effective. Mm. I don't know if he's done that for Plymouth yet, but when he receives uh, not, the ball... Not, not that I know off the top of my head, but... Yeah, yeah. He'll receive the ball back to goal, defender behind him, he'll turn him every time. It's one thing he's, he's known for in his pass detail as well. He's got a really good crisp mm. pass to him. So it's kind of... I think he's a box-to-box eight. I think he works when he has kind of a six behind him who can kind of dictate the play and then Darko can run up and down to box to box and link the play up and he's got a lot of energy he's, he's, he's very fit as a player so I'd say an eight personally yeah yeah nice do you, do you see him being the the future of this Leeds midfield then well I made I made a, a video at the start of the season about where he'd fit in and I honestly thought that you see the role Archie Gray is doing for Leeds now mm-hmm. I thought that would be Darko JB but right. that's great to Archie Gray he's, he's it's ridiculous talent. Know, yeah. yeah. So, but for me, the progress isn't as much as I thought. I did think he'd be a big part of this team, whether that's off the bench, you know, or starting maybe 10, 15 games. And he didn't even feature really at all. And mm. I think that's the step from youth team football and adapting that kind of aggressiveness and, and, and intensity that comes to championship games. I think that's his issue. That's the thing he needs to get over. It's not the ability, it's not the talent, he's got that. It's that mentality side of it. But in terms of if he has a good loan and he really shows that he can do it at this level, I have no doubt about his trajectory and how high he could get. So it's patience with him, I think. I think he might develop a little bit later on. I think that mentality might come in two or three years when he's got a lot of experience. Because as a box-to-box eight in any system, it's a lot of intensity, it's a lot of hard work, and it's about him understanding that and realising what he has to do in the game. Because he played, I can't remember which game it was, but he played a game and he just didn't look like him. He just, everything mm. was safe. You know, the physical battles, they weren't great. And when he came to you guys, sorry, I'm going a bit of a challenge here. When, no, no, he, when he came to you guys, my first thought was, is it too high of a move? I thought League One was perfect for him. Mm. But with Ian Foster in, obviously, who's worked with him at 21, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit, that helps a lot because he knows him more than anyone you could argue, apart from obviously the Leeds 21 coaches. So, yeah, 
I, I think he still he could, still could be, but that's down to him to adapt his mentality for me. Because in, t- in terms of talent, yeah, of course he could, 100%. Yeah, you mentioned it there. Obviously, he's worked under Ian before, yeah. first name terms, because um, we're like that, best mates. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, you know, you know much, much more than I. Like, what, what's their relationship like? Obviously, that works in England, right? So yeah. you, you expect Ian to get the best out of him. With success as well in, in the summer, in, in the mm. tournament with the 20s. And he played Darko JB alongside um, Alex Scott, who's now at Bournemouth, who mm. had a, a £25 million move from Bristol last year. Who And he looked on par with him in those games. You know, nice. the guy who's playing, not plays injured currently, uh, but playing in the Premier League, got that Premier League move, who has been tearing the championship up for two seasons now. And he looked as good as him in that under 21 setup. So that's kind of the. Kind of the, you're looking at that thinking if he can just replicate and adapt his kind of aggressiveness in games and his impact in games, there's a top talent there. Um, but yeah, they have a close relationship because he trusted him and he played him a lot. And I can't remember what he said, but he mentioned in the press conference, he's always positive about him. And that's a key for me. His temperament and, and his attitude is 100% since he's been 15, 16. Everyone always said, you know, his PE teacher used to say, we used, you know, used to have a little pitch in their school. And you used to have to make him leave because he just wanted to shoot and shoot and practice. And he's always had that um, hard work. He used to go to training on buses because his family didn't drive, you know, three hours training and stuff like that. So he's got that side of it. It's just about bringing that out to level up now. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, in terms of mentality and in terms of desire, he's got all of that, no doubt, hard work. Yeah, from the the very small... I've already mentioned it, the small research I've done, but the, the clip that I watched of him and, in, in, you know, the official unveiling videos that, that, that Argo put out, he seems like a like a nice bloke, lovely chap. So, um, you know, that, that stands him in good stead. I mean, we have a, uh, I don't know, well, I was about to say famous, it's definitely not famous, but we have a no, a, a no uh, dickheads rule, basically, where we don't sign yeah. anybody who's a, who's a bit of a prick. So um, he obviously fits that bill quite nicely, which is good. Um, yeah, obviously... You've mentioned positions where you think he's best, and obviously you mentioned the half turn. But what's his like? What's his one key killer attribute? It, honestly, it's his his combination of his energy and his understanding of where to be, which link right. into his physical attributes. Because obviously, he's quick, and and he's not like the strong. He's not like the biggest muscle. Muscle. He's not like the strongest guy, but yeah, yeah. he's physically strong because he, he looks after himself really well. And it's that combination of receiving the ball in one position and quickly moving it forward, which I really like about him. I know that's that's kind of a mix of a few, but mm-hmm. so when he receives it on the half turn, it's turning with it and then giving that ball forward in, into a progressive kind of area. So the winger or the number 10, that's what's key for me. And yeah, basically his passing attributes. He's a good passer. He's a very solid passer, but he doesn't just watch his pass. He'll pass and move and he'll always look to link play up. So kind of that, I know it's a bit of a wild answer, but yeah. Passing movement kind of kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, so from, from one player to to another, one player who's had basically no minutes or one minute from with you off the bench yeah. against Ipswich to, to a man who, who won the league with you if I'm if I'm right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, into Adam Forshaw, obviously. What what can you tell us about him? <sighs> Forshaw is probably the most frustrating player. Simply the fact of his injuries. Genuinely, yeah. nothing for me. His, his profile's quite basic, but effective, if that makes sense. He's not he's not going to take three guys on. He's not going to create. He's not going to get assists. 
but he's really good at just holding the and he worked well with Darko, I think. I think they'll complement each other quite well. Yeah. He's got that experience, but on the ball, just finding little pockets and maintaining possession, maintaining the ball, very effective player. And under Bielsa, when he he had I think had 18 months he was injured for us. What a long time he had a hip problem, he had to have several operations. But he came back and for a good period on Bielsa in that promotion season, it was a very important part of our midfield. And Bielsa said, um, if he didn't have injury problems, this isn't word for word, but this is practically what he said. He'd play for any team in the world, is what Bielsa said, if he didn't have them issues. So he's always, he's got that kind of basic profile, but one that a lot of teams kind of need and require. His, his issue is simply his injuries. It's, it's ruined his career, really has. It explains why he stepped up from a little club like Leeds to a massive club exactly. like Argo then, doesn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. You know, if he, if he could play for any club in the world, he's obviously picked the best one that he possibly could. Um, no, he's, he's a bit of a coup for us, I suppose, in, in terms exactly. of his name. Like you say, he's um, absolutely phenomenal. And if he's good enough for Bielsa, then he's obviously good enough for us. Uh, well, you'd like to think so. But um, if we can we can um, keep those injuries under, under control, which, to be honest... Uh, you don't seem to be able to do too well with the likes of Brendan Galloway and Mikel Miller, but but that's why they're here. So um, I suppose I suppose the question is really, what would you say to anyone who who still doubts that he can do it at this level after his, you know, injury-ridden yeah. nine-game spell at Norwich? You know, like you say, if those injuries weren't there, it'd be brilliant. But um, yeah, I still think he can. I think he's I think he's that type of player. I think. With these injuries, you kind of it affects in terms of pace and kind of that that explosiveness. But he's not that type of player, so he doesn't need that. He sits between the defenders, you know. He, he links play up deep, so he doesn't need physical attributes. So injuries won't affect that. And and last year he played a bit for us in the prem, but we we were terrible. <laughs> we were rubbish, and he weren't great, you know. But he didn't look terrible. He wasn't the worst player on the pitch. It's just we needed more in that in that position in the Premier League. Obviously, it's a terrible situation. But um, so he still played last year when he was fit. But it's yeah, of course he's still got it. I have no doubt his ability is good. I've always liked him. Bielsa loved him. If we always, you know, we love Bielsa and Leeds. If Bielsa liked a player, we can't really argue with it. So it's genuinely, if you can get a ten-game run without him getting injured, that's a massive success, and it'll help you a lot. Not only just that main. I don't know how you play under Ian Foster. I think he's changed since his England days potentially. I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not the person to talk about, yeah. you know, his England setup. To be honest, but he, he he's tweaked it from. We can already see big tweaks from from what Schumacher did with us, but you know, no no huge changes in terms of formation, but the, the tactical tweaks there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like his experience as well. Like he's been around. Mm-hmm. He's been in the Premier League for I think three or four years of his career. He's maybe Mark out remember honestly, but he was there with Middlesbrough, I believe, before us. But yeah. he's, he's got winning experience, power winning teams. It'll really help Darko JB and other young players you've got as well. I know you signed uh, Devine from from Tottenham on loan, which is another class player, by the way. I think I think that's a good uh, sign for you guys, really. It'll help them. He has that experience. So even if he's not available, he's in the changing room. His experience is vital. The players will listen to him and he's got influence. He's also, I believe, very advanced in his coaching, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he's got that kind of coaching side to him and also loved him. Um, he's a smart player. He's one of the leaders when Leeds went up. He really was. And for me, even if he doesn't play, and I, I don't know how short you are in that position, but if you're relying on him to play, yeah, <laughs> yeah I wouldn't. But ability, yeah, an experience, 
Yeah, I mean, our last three signings have been centre midfielders in in, in Darko, um, Divine, and uh, Forshaw. Um, I would say that we still sort of need like an attacking um, midfielder to replace another Finners as replacement. I know that's what Divine's coming to do, but you can't really replace Finners as as everybody will know that's yeah. listening. They they know that anyway. I don't need to tell them that. That's um, yeah. But um, I think in terms of centre-mid now, we've actually got maybe one too many and, and Matt Butcher most probably will be on his way out. So I think we'll, we'll be all right there in terms of cover because we've got um, Jordan Houghton and, and um, oh God, I've forgotten his name, Adam Randall. I don't know how I've forgotten that. Um, you know, so I think I think he'll cover quite well. Um, you, you've already started my next question about experience. So um, I think we're good there. But yeah, I mean, just overall, you, you've touched on it already, but... My next question was just going to be how well do you think they're going to work together? You know, I think, yeah, it's well, new. it's tough because they never, I don't think they ever played together for Leeds. I don't think, no, no they didn't. But obviously, Darko and Farshaw, they'll know each other's games. You know, Darko, for what he didn't play a lot this season, but he was always with the first team, he was always training with the first team, even last year as well, to an extent. So they'll understand each other. I think Farshaw will know. His game, he'll know how to get the best out of him. Ian Foster as well will massively help for that. And if anything, it does enable. I think it will help Darko JB. And if you can even get kind of 30% more from Darko JB, he'll be a really effective player for you guys. I really do think that. It's just, it's a big step from youth football to championship. And that's the key bit. Um, but he's got the right people around him. And for sure, it's just a matter of keeping him fit. Um, if them two, look, they know each other. I think it could work. Farshaw's mm. more of a six. Darko is a box-to-box eight. Farshaw's not the quickest, um, but Darko Jaby can run forever. So it works well in that sense. They're both decent on the ball as well. I want, Yeah, Farshaw's not really a ball progressor, but Darko Jaby can run with it. He can pass it forwards. So I guess that works, yeah. Um, and with Devine, Devine, is it Devine or Divine? Devine, Devine I think. But, one of them, yeah. That's with what him I'm in there, anyway. Yeah, I have no idea. But with him in there as well, that's quite a decent little... Trio, I guess, if you can get the best out of them, and that's the key yeah. for me. If you can get the just a little bit out of Darko, you know, it'll be really effective for you guys. And if, if Farshaw can stay fit and get a few games together and bring his sharpness back, it'll be really effective. So they're the keys for me, I think. Yeah, I think when we signed uh, Darko, I think initially I was just thinking that he was going to be a, a Jay Matete type um Leggy that just that yeah. breaks up play quite well, but I mean, from the, the the first two games that we've already seen, it looks like you can do that and progress the ball quite nicely yeah. as well. So, um, I am actually really excited to see uh, more of him. I'm not I'm not the biggest Forshaw fan. I think I made that clear on Twitter and I got a bit of hate for it. Um, but that was after the first twenty minutes when he, he didn't look great, and then it clicked after that. And we, um, but yeah, we, we thrust them straight in against um, Cardiff, and and it was a you know a good win. Um, the second half was much better than the first, but. Um, you can the thing, the thing with Marsh as well, so I was yeah. going to say, like he's not played, so I think mm. one or two, one or two, three games to get that sharpness. Um, and like I said, he's not the most exciting player. He's a six. He'll keep the ball, he'll maintain the ball, he'll progress the ball like that. Yeah, he's not, he's not a fancy player for sure. Yeah, it's just a shame. Obviously, we can't see either of them uh, play at Ellen Road. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously. We've already had that game. We've already won that one. We're already through to the fifth round. So uh, listeners will know that already. But, um, you know, the fact that, that Forshaw's cup tied and, and obviously I, I can't imagine that you've, you've allowed uh, JB to play against um, so, 
It's parent club. I don't. I don't think you're that stupid. Uh, you're not. You're not the Leeds of old um, no, 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 anymore. No. So, um, yeah, I can't. I can't see that. It's just a shame. Obviously, we can't see that. But um, I'm looking forward to Saturday anyway. I mean, this is in the past, but um, yeah, it's always always good to visit these these big big clubs and big grounds. I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, but no, I really appreciate. It. Unless there's anything else you need to add. No, yeah. I just. Yeah, no. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm. I'll be keeping tabs on it. I'm looking. I like. I like you guys. I think obviously it's different manager now, but have you actually brought us the game a bit? Um, mm. Teams often sit back and it's boring, but you guys, you know, you have got some good players. I think you'll be all right this year. I really do. Yeah, I, I, the closer you worried, right? No, no. I think actually right. closer towards the end of the season, it gets the, the the slightly more confident I'm becoming, and and for some reason, there's something in me telling me to be more confident under Foster than. Yeah. Then I should be maybe. I think you know if he was, he was what was it defensive coach or out of out of possession coach or whatever it was for um, multiple um, England setups. I think we might be all right out of possession. I don't. I think you might see you, you'll you'll notice the differences between um, somebody like yourself anyway who, who understands the game much better than I. Uh, we'll we'll see the differences between his team and Schumacher's when we play on Saturday. But I'm more confident we're going to stay up now and. Uh, Foster than I was under Schumacher, which is I'm surprised. I'm surprising myself by saying that, but um, looking forward to us the rest of the season anyway. Looking to see uh, now that you've given glowing references to to both Darko and Adam, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how they get on. And if they're both um, crap, we know where to to come. Yep, and to complain. Yeah. But, it could um, be good. That's my thing. It could be. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really interesting. A lot of these, a lot of people that we speak to are like give. Incredibly glowing references, and then like halfway through the season, you're like, "Yeah, I mean, they're not that great." But I, there's, there's something telling me that these two are going to be are going to be really good. So, um, appreciate that. Just jumping on, I'll leave um a link to to your YouTube channel and stuff in in the description below. And you do, I don't know if you're doing any post Argyle content. Are you planning on it? Potentially, potentially. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll see. Well, if you do, we'll leave a link to that. But. Um, if not, we'll just leave it into the channel. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.